the school is out. Which means it's time for Chai Kids. Good afternoon and welcome to the Chai Kids show. This is Chai Kids for Kids by Kids. My name is Debbie Cohen and I'm eight years old. So coming up on Chai Kids today, I'm going to be speaking to Sue Bott. She is a garden guru at a garden shop. What do garden gurus do? Just stay tuned to 101.9 Chai FM and we will find out about them soon. Here are the details if you have any questions for my guest or if you want to say hi to your friends and family. The SMS number is 34519 and is charged at 1 Rand 50. You can send me a telegram on 061-895-1019 and please don't forget to sign your name. You can call us on 010-3140-3020. I repeat. Oh one oh one four oh three oh two oh. Get ready for a very interesting show on Chai Kids today. You're listening to Chai Kids on one hundred one point nine Chai FM. This is Chai Kids for Kids by Kids. My name is Demi Cohen and I'm eight years old. I have Sue Bot with me in the studio. So you can send your questions to 34519 or telegram to 061-895-1019. Good afternoon, Sue. Good afternoon. It's very nice to be here. and Thank you for having us here. Thank you for coming. What does a garden guru mean? Well, for us, a garden guru is something that we've created but that means that it's somebody that knows a lot about gardening and about how plants work and how to care for plants, how to plant plants, and also how to make your garden <coughs> and your patio or wherever you've got plants looking nice. Salomzi? That's good. That's basically it, yes. <laughs> and at Garden Shop, we are the only people to have garden gurus. And oh. we have a garden guru at every store. So if people need to know something about their plants, all they have to do is they go to our store and they can ask for the garden guru and the garden guru can answer their questions for them. Or they can send us an email or they can phone us up and we can always see what we can do for them. Okay. What do you sell at the garden shop? Well, at garden shop we sell a wide variety of plants. With garden finishers, pesticides, with the kitty stuff as well, I must say. Yes, we've got a lovely kitty section that we've just re-established and it's wonderful to go into. It's got mushroom chairs and colored picket fencing and I'm actually busy building a giant beanstalk that's going to go right into the roof as well. <laughs> oh, wow. I want that in my house, please. <laughs> <laughs> Can anyone come and work there? Well, um, in theory, yes, if you're passionate about plants and if you're passionate about gardening and if you're willing to learn. But it takes a lot of skill to become a professional in, in, in gardening. And 
the field that we are in, it's called the green industry or the horticultural field. And that's everything to do with plants and how plants grow and swirls and all those things. My two friends, Rio Immerman and Maya Roth, are literally in love with plants. Oh, yes. <laughs> and do they have lots of plants? Well, I've never been to Maya's house before, but Rio, yeah, a lot. <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, you know, plants always make you feel good. She's also in love with nature. She loves animals, insects, and she's very passionate about them. Well, that's fantastic mm. because, you know, this is the new generation and we really need to look after our environment. Um, we are a lot of humans on this planet and... We need to take care of this planet, otherwise there's not going to be anything left for the children after the next generation of children. How do you know so much about flowers? Is there someone that trains you? And who, if there is? Well, I think, and I think Salomsi can also um, fall in on that, but I think it starts off with a passion, something that you really like. And I grew up with grandparents who loved gardening, parents who loved gardening, and eventually I went and I studied at the university to see what more can I learn about gardening. But gardening is not something that you can only learn from books. It is something that you've got to live, and it's something that you learn every day, because I think every day we learn something new. And it is something that can really become a lifestyle for you. It's not only a job. It's it's something that you've really got to love. What do you say, Salomzi? Yeah, well, in order for you to know plants, you must be passionate about it. And each and every day, you learn a new thing. I've got national diploma in horticulture. That's when I started, started the plant field. And then each and every day... When our customers bring something new, I always say, this one I don't know. I always refresh it to Sue. So each and every day I've got a challenge. How many different flowers are there in the world? That is a very difficult question. (laughs) There is millions and millions and millions of flowers. What's your favorite flower? Mine is a tulip, by far. And they don't grow very well in South Africa, my dad. (laughs) Well, we see on that note, the favorite one for me, I've got a wide selection of them. But it depends um, how I'm going to use them. Okay. Yeah, but they're running chillers. My mom's favorite flower is the white rose. It's not my favorite flower because there's lots of thorns on it. My favorite flower would either be the water lily or the pansy. Well, I love both those. And you know, there's little gnomes living in pansies. <laughs> you should let me show you. <laughs> um, what, what does gardening entail? That is a lot of things. First of all, you've got to know plants. <laughs> and you've got to know which plants grow where how big they grow, how quick they grow, and everything regarding plants. Then you've got to know what the soil is like and what plants will need what type of soil. 
Then you also need to know about the climate because some plants grow in places where it's very warm, like coffee, for instance, <laughs> and some plants can grow in really cold places. Um, so you have to know which plants can grow in which places, how high you want them, and what you want to create. Then you also need to know what the circumstances is that the plants are going to grow in. If you're living in the desert, for instance, you cannot plant plants that's going to need a lot of water because they're going to die and you don't have water to give them. So you've got to look at plants like succulents that really doesn't need a lot of water. And then I think um, one of the nicest aspects of gardening for me is also the beauty of it and to be able to do landscaping and to arrange things in different colors and different heights and get the lines right so that you can get a pretty picture in the end. Pay attention to details. Pay attention to detail. So it would also kind of depend on what temperature it is? Oh, yes, yes that's definitely. very important. When I do a new garden in a strange place, for instance, because I've worked all over the world. I've worked in Switzerland and I've worked in England and Ireland and Namibia and Botswana and Tanzania and Turkey. And if I've got to do a new garden, then I drive around the town where I'm going to do the garden and I look at the plants that are already growing in the gardens and that look good because that tells me that those are the plants that I need to use in the garden. Those are the plants that are used to the temperature in that area. Do you know how you mentioned England? Yes. That reminded me, my other friend, Josh LaRue, is in love with England. He knows so much about Big Ben, and I don't, I barely know anything. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I lived up north, more Manchester way. And I worked for a very specialized <laughs> nursery there, and we grew a plant called clematis, which we don't find in South Africa that often. But it's beautiful plant. And we were the biggest growers of clematis in the northern hemisphere. So that was wonderful. That must have been amazing. It was. <laughs> <laughs> How often should we water our garden? Well, so well on that, it depends on what kind of flowers do you have in your garden. What type of soil is it? Um, I wouldn't say water it every day, whereas we've got a clay soil. Remember that the clay hole is the soil. Yeah. And then if it was more sandy, you water the ground, it just flushes away. So it dries out quickly. So it also depends on what, what kind of flowers do you have. Okay. You can't water it on a daily basis while you've got a water-wise section, whereas they don't need too much water. And it so also that it depends on... It depends on the season too. In winter you would water it less than they than say in summer because in summer you get a lot of water that gets lost through the heat, whereas in winter the moisture stays in the ground. Okay. Can any flower go into any pot plant? Um 
Yes and no, depending on where you want to put the pot and what the size of the pot is. If you've got something big, then you need a big pot to put a big thing in. And a small thing can go into a small pot. Um, not all pots are suitable for inside the house, though, because some plants need a lot of sun and some plants need a little bit of sun. And I think one of the important things, if you have things in pots, is to always make sure that the water can run out of the pot, that it's not like a bucket where the water stays in. Because a lot of people drown plants, more so than people starving plants from water. <laughs> a lot of people kill plants <laughs> by drowning them. <laughs> How do you drown a plant? A plant. Well, it's actually easy. You give it too much water. And then you don't allow it to drain off. And then it gets rot on the roots and it can't breathe like humans. Plants are very much like humans. Plants also need food like humans do. And we often think that plants only need water. But especially if you've got plants in pots, it's like a person in jail. They can't go out looking for food. You've got to give them some food. And a plant in a pot is like somebody in jail. So you've got to make sure that there's always enough food in the soil for the plant to grow well. Okay. Can all flowers grow in our gardens? Yes. But as I said earlier, it also depends what style of your garden you 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 you, you propose to have. Mm-hmm. You can't have the mixed salad garden. Whereas you've got the succulent, you've got the water lilies around, their water usage is totally different. So that's why you have to uh, pay attention to details and then analyze your ground before and what you need. Okay. Also, some plants aren't friends with each other. And that is called companion planting. Some plants will kill other plants if they grow next to them. And other plants like basil and tomatoes, they're the best of friends and they just grow well (laughs) together and they are just happy. And again, you've got to look at where you stay. Is it hot? Because if you stay in a very hot place, you can't plant plants there that wants very cold temperatures and if you stay in a very cold place then you can't plant stuff there that wants very hot temperatures okay my granny has like every flower she has pansies she has roses uh she has lilies i I don't know the other names (laughs) but she has so much and the best plant that she has is grass Yes. <laughs> well, you know what? If you've got a good lawn, it makes your whole garden look good. Mm. If your your lawn looks nice, then the whole garden just looks my nice. My granny fixed up my garden. I used to have, like, patches of no grass in my garden. Yes. <laughs> How do you know which flowers or plants need shade to grow or which ones need more sunlight? Well, that is something that you've got to learn. So, and that is mostly what they teach you at university or Technicon. And also, if you're working in the garden field, then 
as you learn the plants, you also learn how they grow and what conditions is most suitable for those plants to grow in. Okay. Do you know how you mentioned uh, uh, how often should we water, well, how I mentioned um, how often should we water our plants, and then you mentioned food and jail and Yes. Um, is the water the food, or is water the only thing you would give the plants? Or no. More soil? No, water... Like? Is their drink. <laughs> is their drink, yes. And then like you also, you've got to give plants, you've got to give them um, uh, entry food, then you've got to give them their main course and you've got to give them some dessert too. So to make it easy, the three food for your main dish is basically your pup and your meat and your vegetables. Okay, <laughs> and we call that our NPKs. It's nitrogen, phosphates, and kalium. Okay, now that is the main things that plant need, plants need, and they need those things in order to make food for themselves because plants are the only things on this planet that can actually make their own food. Okay. We all get the food from the plants. After they've made them. Then plants also need some small dessert things like kalium and boron and magnesium and iron and there's like a whole load list of that. And those things the plants only need little bits of because if they get too much of that, then they also don't grow well. Like humans, if you eat too much sweets, your teeth are going to fall out. <laughs> and... Then the water is, as you say, the drink of the plant. But in pots, all those nutrients that we've mentioned, the NPKs and the borons, and it drains out of the pot. And eventually the soil is just something to hold the plant so that it doesn't fall over. So you need to put those food back into the soil regularly if you want your plants to grow well. Oh, let's take a quick song break. We'll be right back. You're listening to Hi Kids on 101.9 High FM. This is Hi Kids for Kids Sparkets. My name is Demi Cohen and I'm eight years old. Before we carry on with our interview, I'm going to remind you what the tongue twister is. It is Quizzical Quiz. I have a hack and I have a hacked riddle to challenge your brain. It is. I have two legs and they only touch the ground when I'm not moving. What am I? Send your SMS to 34519 or telegram to 061-895-1019 or call on 010-140-302 on O. Now let's carry on with the questions with Sue. How do you, how do I tell which type of soil I have or which type of soil I need to grow certain plants? Well, I think that is quite a loaded question, but to get to the first one is how can I tell what soil do we have? And this is great fun to actually figure this out. 
And this is an experiment that we even do at university, eh, Salam? So you did it too? Yes, I did. And it's called the sausage experiment, okay? <laughs> so what you do, this is great fun. Do it outside because your mom's not going to be too happy if you do it in the kitchen. So you take three types of soil. Soil that you think is clay soil and soil that you, soil that you think is loam soil and soil that is sandy soil. Or if you don't know what the soil is that you've got, this experiment's going to tell you what it is. Okay. Now, first of all, you wet the soil so that it's like a paste, like a, yeah. like clay. Okay. Mm. Now, then you roll the sausage with, with the soil. Okay. And then you put the sausage flat down on a, um, paper plate or something, and you try to Listen, make it into a donut, like in a ring. Okay. okay. Now, first of all, how do you know you've got clay, uh, uh, sandy soil? Sandy soil you won't even be able to roll into a sausage because <laughs> it would just fall apart. Yeah, like, okay. a, like beach sand. <laughs> yes, like beach sand. It would just fall apart. Yeah. Now, loam soil, you can load it in, you can roll it into a sausage and you can make it into a bit of a donut, but then it starts cracking at the edges. Okay? And then, clay swell is magnificent because you can roll it into a sausage and you can make it in a smooth donut and you can even bake it maybe in the oven <laughs> to eat a mud cake. <laughs> so those are the three main types of swell that you get. Now, now that you know what type of swell you've got, you can figure out what plants to plant there. Because some plants, like succulents, love sandy swell. Because sandy swell doesn't hold any water. The water just runs through. So succulents like sandy soil. Whereas plants that naturally grow in water or wetland areas, they would like clay soil. But most plants in our garden actually like loam soil, which is a bit of a mixture between sand and clay soil. And that's usually the best soil to grow most plants in. Just say this. I have a patch of sand in my garden that can't grow. There's a big tree over it, and it can't grow grass in the shade. So, Lomzi, you can answer that one. <laughs> okay. On that patch of sand that you have that the grass is not growing, it's not because it's a patch of sand. It's because there's a big tree that's providing shade over it, which means you've got a wrong grass that's growing under the tree. Um, I would say because we've got the grasses that they grew on the shady spot, and then we've got grasses that they grew on the sunny areas. So, as you said, there's a patch under the big tree. It's not because it's a sand. It's because that's the shade that is provided by the tree. So you need a grass like LM to plant underneath the tree, or you can use our shade over seeds. You see, again, that comes down to getting the suitable plants for suitable areas and suitable temperatures. Because if those things aren't right, then the plants won't grow properly. If the type of grass that you're using needs a lot of sun, then it will not grow in the shade. And with the tree being there, you must remember the tree's got big roots. So it's also taking a lot of the food and the water away from the grass that's growing there. So you need to get a grass that can 
fight with the tree for the food and the water so that the tree doesn't take everything. Okay, I think that's actually a true story. That is what my garden <laughs> it's a true story for many people, I can tell you. Because I don't remember writing this question. I bet you my dad. <laughs> he wanted to know, but he was too scared to ask, do you think? <laughs> well, if you come to the garden shop and you've got any questions, we never laugh at anybody about anything. We try to help you. And if we don't know, we will find out and let you know. My mum's also quite concerned about that. Oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe they were together in this. Yeah. How do I get rid of weeds? Um, you can get weeds out manually. And then also you can use herbicides. But the best thing ever, you can mulch your flower bed. By mulching your flower beds, you'll never ever experience weeds in your garden. Mulch is the best thing. If not mulched, you can use uh, manually picking the weeds up, but herbicides as well. But herbicides must be very careful. If you spray into all over the plants, you might kill all the flower beds. Right. It must be a selective one. Or maybe the kids shouldn't be doing that alone then. I don't think <laughs> kids should be touching herbicides at all. In fact, I think kids could rather get down on their knees with a little spade and take out the weeds. Them out. <laughs> that I is did. how I grew that's up. What, that's what I did with my granny's gardener in her garden, Eric. It actually makes you feel good when you do that. Mm. We had to do that every Saturday <laughs> when we were kids. Every Saturday. And we had to cut the edges by hand too of the lawn. <laughs> but remember not to pick up everything and you try to the things sweets. Can anyone grow vegetable garden? Yes. If you you don't even have to have a so Big patch of soil. So would it depend on what soil you have? Well, yes and no, because you can grow vegetables in pots, in pots too. Well. You can grow vegetables right up against the wall if you want to. <laughs> you can grow vegetables in water if you want my to. My friend has, my friend Car, Vic, he has like at the back of his house, at the back garden, he has like um a vegetable garden there. It's a little bed that and he's growing vegetables. Oh that's fantastic. We've mm. got a special thing at our nursery where children come and they on a Saturday morning usually they garden and they each have their own little piece of um land there and there's some teachers there and they help them to garden and they teach them everything about gardening that they need to know and they even paint some boards and stuff like that <laughs> and stick it in and say this is Sue's patch <laughs> of <the> radishes <laughs> so listen kids that could be you <laughs> what are the best vegetables to grow well, that depends on, first of all, what you like. I mean, you're not going to get me planting Brussels sprouts. I hate <laughs> Brussels sprouts. <laughs> um, but they're good. They're not so good. No, they're not so good. No. <laughs> so, uh, 
if you really want to be passionate about what you're planting, you obviously have to like the stuff that you're planting. It's no use trying to plant Brussels sprouts if you don't even like eating Brussels sprouts. But an easy vegetable to grow, and that's probably the easiest thing to grow, is radishes. Radishes grow very quickly. And spinach as well. And spinach. And lettuce and rocket. All of those things grow pretty easy and you can grow them throughout the year. Oh. Please can you explain to us how to look after a vegetable garden? Salomsi? <laughs> well, you know, first of all, when you plant your vegetable garden, you must make sure that you put enough compost and fertilizer in the soil so that there's enough food for the plants to grow into healthy vegetables. Then you need to see what it is that you're planting and you need to water it accordingly. Then you might also get some trouble like birds pecking off the tips of your plant, so you might have to put some netting over to prevent the birds from eating it. And then you've got to check, sometimes you get insects or funguses that attack your plants, and then you've got to take care of that as well by either spraying them with something. So it is a constant thing up until the point where you actually harvest. Right. How is looking after organic plants different to looking after non-organic plants? Well, you see, the thing is, you must remember, most plants were actually once growing somewhere in the wilderness. But now we've taken them out of the wilderness and we're growing them outside the wilderness in a place where there's not all the natural enemies of the pests that would usually attack the vegetables or the fruit trees, for that matter, in that area. So growing organic vegetables takes a lot of time because we have to recreate a new natural environment in which those plants can grow before we can really grow them organically. Are there good insects for plants? Yes, there definitely is very good insects. First of all, bees. If it wasn't for bees, then most of our plants wouldn't have been pollinated. And that would mean that we wouldn't even get any fruit if we've got fruit trees. So bees are very important. Then things like ladybirds, for instance... I they, love ladybirds. I <laughs> love them too. And they eat the aphids on the plants. Um, earthworms. Earthworms are tremendous for your garden. My friend Rio that I mentioned is in love with earthworms and all different types of worms. Oh, okay. She loves them. Well, some caterpillars aren't too terribly good for your garden. They can eat <laughs> up. Think that it's a worm as well. yeah. <laughs> That's why they say you eat like a caterpillar. <laughs> Usually at your age, is it not that you eat like a caterpillar? Lots of uh, fruit? <laughs> all the time? My sister's 
eat way more than I do. But, <laughs> okay. but I do eat a lot. Maybe she eats a bit more, like See, a caterpillar. When you get to our age, then um, we're not like caterpillars anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we're more like butterflies. Then. Butterflies are the grown-up people. Yes, yes. <laughs> we're pretty and we don't eat that much. <laughs> well, caterpillars can be pretty. They can yes, be they pink. Can. <laughs> can you tell us about the... Jabu and Beanstalk promotion? Well, this is a very interesting program that we're launching at Garden Shop at all our stores. And it is a competition, but it is also something to encourage people to grow things and also to be able to eat what you're growing. And so it's... a uh, a program to introduce people and kids especially to growing vegetables and then eating it. So what we've done with this, this is quite exciting. Um, all our stores are going to have green, big, giant feet. Mm, that's awesome. Going into our beautifully, newly created kitty sections. And then... If anybody spends 150 rand at a garden shop, they get a free bean seed Ooh. in a pocket. And then you can go and plant your bean seed. Now, it doesn't only stop there because we're going to have a competition between all the schools. Ooh. And you know that beans are climbing things? That's why you've got Jack and the yeah. beanstalk. <laughs> and in South Africa, we've got Jabu and the beanstalk. And... Um, we are going to get the schools to make tunnels of beans. So you can use old reeds or whatever, and all these beans that you're getting from garden shop, you can plant them at your tunnel. And then the school with the, long, with the longest tunnel is going to win a vegetable garden for the school. Plus, they will also win a vegetable garden for a needy school of their choice. So this whole thing is going to run until December, and December will be the judging for the school with the longest, longest tunnel. And it's just I think my school's like really good at that. We have um, a digger. He built like a secret hardway. Yes. Like so cool. It's underground. Yes, but this has got to be a bean tunnel. So you've got to grow it from scratch as from now so that you can get a really, really long bean tunnel. <laughs> mm. And then, yes, no, it's going to be great fun. And the whole thing is about teaching. So, oh, and then also whatever beans you're going to harvest from your, from your tunnel, those beans can be sent to people who don't have enough food and to substitute food for them. Mm. Mom, if you're listening, can we have a beanstalk growing in our house? Um, <laughs> how could schools and our listeners enter? Well, you can contact any of our garden shops. We've got one garden shop in Parktown. And then Solomzi and I are working at our Bryanston branch. Okay. We've got a garden shop in... 
Cedar Lane in Broadacres. So you're connected to all Yes, these we're all the same company. Mm-hmm. And then we've even got a garden shop in Pretoria. So the mm. Pretoria schools can also take part. Our garden shop there is in Menlo. Now, if you don't have a garden shop close by to you, you can look at our website. It's www.gardenshop.co.za. And all the details will be on there. Or you could just phone up one of our garden shops and all our phone numbers are on the website as well. And we will gladly help you to enroll in this very exciting <laughs> competition. <laughs> Thank you for coming on Ga Kids and teaching us more, us more about being a garden guru. What, what do you do sounds like an awesome job. So after the song, I will count how many Times you can say the tongue twister in 10 seconds. You can call now on 010140302020. You're listening to High Kids on 101.9 High FM. This is High Kids for Kids by Kids. My name is Demi Cohn and I'm 8 years old. This has been High Kids for Kids by Kids. My name is Demi Cohn and I'm 8 years old. Thank you to my guests, Sue and Solomzi, for coming on Khar Kids. And thank you to my producer, Mandy, and DJ Flo for pushing the big red buttons. Join us tomorrow for another Khar Kids show, only on 101.9 Chai FM. Goodbye, kids. <laughs>